You're listening to the John DePietro Show. So the race is now set. It'll be Republican Gary Leonard. This is for the CD1 Congressional District 1 seat that was vacated by then-Congressman David Cicilline. So now it will be Republican Gary Leonard, 30-year Marine veteran, served in uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, decorated military veteran against biden white house aide or he had some job at the biden white house a lot of people but anyhow gabe ammo the democrat who emerged from the primary so now the race is on now whoever wins this remember they only hold on to the seat for a year and then if they win whoever wins next november they get the two-year term you know you would almost think that there's certainly a feeling within the media that this race is already decided. And I want to draw your attention to DePietro.com. So far, I'm the only one that's posted about it. Now, one of the reasons it's not maybe getting attention is that this woman didn't win, but it is, it is worth looking at the number of mail ballots that this woman that ran and lost. She's a, a state senator from Providence. Her name is Anna Quezada. And there's no way her mail ballot totals make sense. As a matter of fact, no one else was touting. This is the first time she made history. Do you realize that? In the CD1 primary, Anna Quezada made history. She's the first person, if we're to believe these vote totals, she received more mail ballots than day of voting. Now, that should be investigated. That has never happened before and you don't hear anyone talking about it now i can understand and understand the naysayers what like what are you talking about she didn't even win why waste time on it you're 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 missing the larger point which is whether or not this woman and people working with her know how to exploit the system what if she had won uh what if she had won the race what if she was able to put it together that way? You still would have had that she had more mail ballots than day of voting. Now, the next people, whoever put that together for her, they need to go through. And no one has shown me that the Board of Elections has a handle on whether or not people can vote twice. Now, you may ask, how could you vote twice? Well, keep in mind, the drop boxes, you can drop mail ballots into those drop boxes they're really not mail ballots. They, they don't go through the mail. That's just a term they use. But the drop box is till 8 o'clock. So if you go and vote at the polls, election day, and then then go and drop off a mail ballot at in one of the drop boxes, the Board of Elections has already said they don't have the type of mechanism to check if people are doing both. The system is so ripe for fraud, it can be easily exploited. And Gary Leonard now is going to try to raise some money. Um, he He's challenging this gay bamo to a number of debates. He's not going to get that many debates. He needs a lot of forums. He needs to be side by side. He needs an opportunity to make his case. So the Democrats are all in, obviously, on gay bamo. I don't know where the independents are. And another big question is, are the Republicans even going to come out? A lot of Republicans are not voting these days, and there's nothing good about that. A lot of Republican voters, they've, they're so frustrated by the system. They're so frustrated by what they've seen. They're not voting. That's very problematic. So if you haven't seen it, I posted these are the totals right on the website, tobetro.com. I believe my opinion the republican party the leaders of the republican party right now immediately should call for an investigation into how that woman candidate anna quesada how she was able to get more mail ballots than day of voting i think they they should not let the democrat party slide on this you have to challenge them at every turn you can't just say we're going to let them get away with this but if it's really egregious, then we'll challenge it. Otherwise, we're going to let them get away with that. You can't. You have to challenge it at every turn. And the clock is ticking. And they're only hurting themselves because 
I think one of the, the larger dangers that no one talks about is the amount of people that are losing faith in the system and, and also feel that their votes get kind of, that their votes get basically um, that they get blocked out, meaning that if someone's voting twice or people are voting that should not be voting, then their vote gets canceled out. And there's there's so many different people that have you know what's interesting is when you go back to the signature scandal that still has not been resolved yet with lieutenant governor sabina matos here's here's what i think is a major problem no one was surprised who listing right now thought wow i i'm really surprised to hear that someone was doing fraud signatures the answer is no one was and that's a problem i don't have faith in the system you should not have faith in the system but we need the people in power to do something about it and demand some kind of an investigation. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Men, women, you're experiencing hair loss? Well, call Scalp Masters. The micropigmentation, call Michael. Free consultation, 401-867-1097. They're located right in Cranston. What is the service for men and women that are experiencing hair loss or thinning of the hair? Michael is very dedicated. You can also check out their website. It's scalpmastersri.com. And it's very simple. You're going to look younger. It helps add density to existing long hair or hair transplants. They can conceal, hide hair transplant scars. It's non-invasive. It's cosmetic. It's Scalp Masters. Call for your free consultation, 401-867-1097. You're going to feel better. You're going to feel better about yourself. Look more like your old self. Call Scalp Masters. Take advantage of that free consultation. Call Michael, 401-867-1097. Men, women experiencing hair loss or maybe just want more density. Call them, 401-867-1097. The Beer and Dynamite Fundraiser, coming up September 22nd from 5 to 9. Entertainment by Fixed Income. Tickets are just $20. All goes to a great cause. Help Ron McKenzie with continued treatment and recovery. Suffered that brain injury, back cardiac arrest 2020. Proceeds benefiting his treatment at the Apex Brain Center in North Carolina. For tickets, donations, more information, Contact Sue McKenzie at 401-487-4136. It's all happening. The Italian Working Men's Club, 947 Diamond Hill Road. It's coming up September 22nd. Beer and Dynamite Fundraiser. Help our friend Ron McKenzie. Again, more information, tickets, contact 401-487-4136. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, Petro.com. It's time for our legal segment. Joining us right now, he is our legal expert, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys, and his attorney, Tim Dodd. And Tim, we might as well start off with uh, President Trump, all the – and it, I, I have a feeling this is going to be a, a running theme here over the next several months, but – there are developments in the case. I also want to preface it, Tim Dodd, with the president did an interview yesterday where he feels all these cases are going to be dismissed. I, I, I think he's thinking that if he were to be reelected, um, <clears throat> that he could get them dismissed. But for now, they're certainly moving forward, and there seem seem to be a lot of developments. There, there's lots of developments. Um, I would not want to be President Trump's attorney because he just can't shut his mouth um, regarding his legal troubles. I don't think he really helps his position legally. Maybe it does something with um, raising campaign funds or with the electorate, but in terms of his pronouncements as they relate to his various criminal cases, I don't think it's real smart strategy. Excuse me. I think the most significant development um, separate and apart from the pending cases is the some of the various Democrat secretaries of state around 
um, the country and even some of the Republican ones. I know in New Hampshire, they're looking at it. In Arizona, they're looking at it. In Michigan, they're looking at it. Whether or not the 14th Amendment is somehow a bar to President Trump running for um, uh, to be elected president. The 14th Amendment was a civil war, post-Civil War amendment, which suggested that if um, someone <clears throat> was involved in an attempt at an uprising or overthrowing of the government, they would be barred from seeking or seeking um, federal office or holding federal office. And that was really intended. So when the Confederate states came back into the Union, if any of the Confederates once again tried to um, have an uprising or overthrow our government, that they would be precluded from running for office or holding office. So you've got these various state elected officials saying President Trump was involved in an attempted insurrection. He was attempting to overthrow the government. Therefore, he can't be on the ballot. I, I think that's a, 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 str a stretch which would not pass uh, muster in any courtroom. Donald Trump, just like anybody else, is entitled to due process. Yep. If there was a judicial determination that he had been involved in um, fomenting an insurrection or in a seditious conspiracy, and he was found to be guilty of that um, accusation, I would then agree that after due process rights, which would be afforded him and a trial, let's say, um, if he was to be found guilty of such charges, he could not run for nor hold elective office, but he hasn't been proved guilty of anything at this point. And I don't think it's appropriate for any secretary of state on their own initiative to say, well, this guy can't be on the ballot because of the 14th amendment. Um, it's a nice idea if you're afraid of president Trump and want to keep him off the ballot, but I don't think it's legally permissible to do so. And if challenged in court, I think any judge worth his or her salt would find that the attempt by any state secretary of state would be illegal and otherwise unconstitutional. So that's the 14th Amendment specter. And that seems to be gaining traction in the pop yeah. and the mainstream media. Oh, yeah. this is a real possibility. They're getting all excited. Maybe we can keep Trump off the ballot. It shouldn't work. And I would be astonished if it did work, that they could keep him off the ballot in any of these states. In terms of what's going on, John, with his pending cases, the Georgia case seems to be the one that's galloping towards trial most yeah. rapidly. And two of the, I think, what is it, 19 defendants have asked for, number one, a speedy trial, and number two, asked that their cases be severed from the other cases. And the two individuals are um, Sidney Powell, the lawyer who was going to release the Kraken, and uh, Chesborough, I think is his yeah, name, um, who was one of Trump's you know, political lieutenants. Prosecutors say any trial of any of these defendants, whether it's collective or separate, is going to take not less than four months. That's four months of trial, plus you'd have to add on time for jury selection, which could be extremely time-consuming. So I guess if Sidney Powell and Ches Chesborough are going to be tried together, that's a four-month trial. They're going to go first that's going to be a good test case. That's a strategy that those two defendants and their attorneys um, think are important to separate them from some of the alleged acts of some of the other alleged co-conspirators. And by pushing for a speedy trial, it really is going to put the uh, state of Georgia yeah. um, to its task of proving the elements of this. They've had a lot of time to prepare and to research and to put their case together factually. But you can have all the evidence and all the facts, but um, 
collating it, getting your witnesses prepped, getting your trial strategy in order, doing all the legal research and briefs necessary, it's very time consuming. So if these cases are going to go to trial sometime in October, the state has the burden of everything here. They've got to put on the case. They've got to prove the elements of the alleged crimes. Um, They might sometimes, as they say, careful what you wish for. The the strategy of asking for a quick trial uh, might be something that catches maybe these state prosecutors a little bit off guard that they were going to have to be tuned up and ready for trial so quickly. Um, It remains to be seen if that's a good strategy or a bad strategy. Um, You know, President Trump's then pronouncing that, you know, he's never going to sit through a four-month trial during campaign season because the case is going to be dismissed. So he's presuming or proposing that these uh, charges somehow get dismissed um, before we get into the primary season. That's not going to happen. I mean, it seems to me and I'm not the first to say it, I concur with uh, Professor Dershowitz, who says all of these cases are a rush to get a conviction to smear Trump. Trump might well win the cases on appeal, but by then, uh, you know, politically he would have been decimated and, you know, presumably deemed either unelectable or would lose an election if he's got a guilty um, verdict that's following him. So... It seems to me that Donald Trump is going to spend much of 2024 in in courtrooms, either in Florida or in Georgia or D.C. or New York, um, spending copious amounts of money on lawyers. He's in danger because many of his co-defendants are complaining, you know, that they're getting no assistance from the Trump organization or his campaign. Anyone who has to endure a four-month trial is going to spend hundreds of thousands, more than hundreds of thousands, um, to sit in court with your lawyer um, for eight hours a day, plus the time lawyers need to prep before court and what they need to do after court to prepare for the next day. Um, The government's got all the time and money in the world to, to prosecute these cases, it's not going to take very much time to wear down all these defendants financially so they capitulate yeah. or flip on Trump or <clears throat> plea deals. Um, I don't know of many people who could weather the financial storm of paying one lawyer, two lawyers, more than, you know, there'd be a whole staff of people necessary yeah. for these <clears throat> cases, John. It's going to be um, a no, unsustainable expense. It's, 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 crazy let's talk about some of the specifics tim dodd though but uh, apparently mark meadows is already saying listen why did i do this i was being instructed to do it by the president of the united states he would have been mad if i didn't do it um if that statement you know holds up and is true doesn't doesn't that play into the the rico that that you know which there's a chain of command and the orders are kind of it's it's the old nuremberg trial i was just following orders Okay. Well, then the question becomes, was the order given or was he behaving? Was he behaving in a way that he didn't want to get the president mad? So he was doing these things and not waiting for the order to come so that Trump, I mean, which came first, the order or the action? I I don't know. But I mean, Trump's going to worry that with all the co-defendants and all these various cases that, you know, some or some or at least some of the defendants, co-defendants are going to flip on him. Apparently one of the um, participants in the Mar-a-Lago situation has, I think his name is Yuskil Tavares, who was, I think the butler or somebody servant within the, the household who's already flipped and changed his story. Now, when somebody flips and changes their story entirely, then the question becomes, which is the truth, your first story or your second story? Did you flip yeah. to save yourself and to avoid prosecution and save the expense of, of being a defendant? Um, so there's always going to be a credibility issue, but you know you can see that there's the first um, 
the foundation of all Trump's defenses, that's the first indication that it could be crumbling. And again, yeah. the media is euphoric that that could be happening. No, I understand. But just one last thing on that. I, I thought, Tim Dodd, I, I could be wrong. I thought he was an IT person at Mar-a-Lago. And where that would be significant is, you know, so much of this is surveillance and footage and, and, um, and, and, and the like. But, but it, it, that, to me, that, that also remains a very, very serious case, the, um, the Mar-a-Lago, the documents. As we've discussed, I think that Donald Trump has the most um, jeopardy yeah. of being found guilty of something in the Mar-a-Lago case. I can't yeah. see him running the table in that case. No. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. Do you need a good plumber? I found the best plumber, JMB Plumbing. Call them today, all your plumbing needs, 401-743-9153. JMB Plumbing. They've been providing plumbing services for years. Skilled professionals stand behind their work. Guarantee you will be happy. Maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes, repair clogged pipelines, maybe replace a, a water heater, as well as all your plumbing needs. Call them now. It's JMB Plumbing, 401 743 9153. Nothing throws off your life or your home or your business. When you need plumbing service, you need someone reliable, someone who's professional, someone who'll handle the job and do it right. It's JMB Plumbing. Call them today. 401-743-9153, JMB Plumbing, and look for them on Facebook. We're speaking with our legal expert, it's attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, uh, Officer Dolan, we covered, uh, Pawtucket Police Officer, we covered his trial. He shot, uh, that, that much we know, summer of 2021, he shot, he was off duty that teen in West Greenwich, went to trial. Had incredible lawyers. He was very good on the stand. I covered that trial in the courtroom. Uh, walked out of it. He still, City of Pawtucket still wanted to fire him for that. But due to Leobor, he's been out. And they're still adjudicating it. And then it did seem, okay, he could return uh, because he was then found not guilty in that case. But then, boy, lo and behold, he um, runs into problems in Coventry over the weekend and, and some of the accusations coming out of this. Um, I, I, it would seem he's uh, officer Dolan is just, he's making it that much harder for him to remain on the, the force as a Pataka police officer. Yes. He was extremely fortunate in that trial where he shot the young motorist um, to be found not guilty. He did have excellent legal counsel he was a good witness. I think that the conventional wisdom before he got on the stand was that he was toast and he would be found to have been um, responsible there or found guilty. And he wasn't. So now he is charged with DUI and uh, refusing to take a chemical test. And these things happen, <clears throat> unfortunately, more than we would like to think that people get stopped for DUIs. Um, from a legal perspective, he is presumed innocent because he has not yet been adjudicated on anything. So he's got his presumption of innocence. Um, whether he is ultimately um, found not guilty or goes to trial and is found guilty, separate and apart from that, there'd be a new Leobor hearing as to these new allegations and the sort of um, explosive part of the story is uh, separate and apart from the DUI and the refusal charges apparently at the station he was uh, yelling and threatening and threatening yeah. this is if this happens again I'm going to shoot somebody I'll shoot yeah. all of you and carrying on at the station Oof. which None of that has anything to do with the probable cause to stop him, to, to probable cause to believe that he was driving while intoxicated. By the time he gets back to the station, he has already been placed under arrest. He's already uh, suspected of um, the DUI. Uh, he's got a chance to um, 
potentially show that he's not intoxicated if he had agreed to take the um, breathalyzer test, which he refused to do. So, boom, now he gets charged with that. But all the antics at the station uh, will certainly um, be in the reports and will come out um, during the course of either a DUI trial or the refusal trial, which paints this guy in the worst possible light. Um, certainly all the politicians are going to be saying he's got to get fired now. Look, at he's at it again. Um, he's behaving badly again. He can't control himself. Whether he prevails on these or takes a deal, this might be the final nail in his coffin. I mean, he's yeah. like a cat who's running out of lives. He might yeah. be on his ninth one right now. Folks, we're through with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, uh, Patriots setting to uh, kick off this season. Someone who will be on the team and playing for them is Jack Jones. I'm very anxious to hear Tim Dodd's thoughts on the fact that uh, Jack Jones was during training camp several weeks, months ago. He was uh, heading to, you know, they finished the camp, and then he goes to Logan, and he's attempting to bring not one but two loaded guns onto the plane. And a lot of people are questioning how did he – get this particular charge uh, Jack Jones of the Patriots get that that char- that charge dropped there's, there's no jail here it's it's basically pleaded out in the community service he, he got an astonishingly good deal you know the term sweetheart deal certainly comes to mind you're right he had two loaded um, handguns attempting to take them through security he gets stopped um, those are federal offenses. Those are significant federal offenses, especially in today's day and age. And he walks away with one-year one probation, and he's got to do a whole 48 hours of community service. Wow. And he's um, proclaimed that his community service is going to go in, I guess, to the inner city and preach to young people about the dangers of handguns. I mean, it's astonishing that that's the yeah. deal that he got. Why did he get this treatment? Uh, I, we don't really know all the facts about, you know, how the weapons were found. If there was any issue about search and seizure, I can't imagine there would be. Um, if this looks like he got the deal of the century, um, Hunter Biden is probably looking over there saying, who are those lawyers? Maybe I need them on my team. Yeah. Now, Tim Dodd, there was speculation. I could hear I, I caught some Boston talk radio and they they were saying that basically the defense they came up with was he was saying uh, or they, they said that he, he claimed he didn't, you know, he didn't know he, they were in there. He unknowingly packed them. I'm not convinced of that when you, first of all, when you get to the airport, one of the first things they ask you is, did you pack your own bag? But I, there's got to be more to it because otherwise if, if anyone's watched everybody, these busted abroad there, there are all these people in sometimes our country, but other countries and they're shown at the airport and they get caught with, mass amounts of drugs in their suitcase so i i, I would tend to think there's got to be more to this of is, is it possible that someone in his circle you know stepped forward and said oh you know I'm, I'm just speculating but he i packed his bag for him he was running late from practice we threw him the bag so when he showed up at logan he didn't know that they were in there because otherwise that that doesn't. I mean, anyone could just say, "Oh, I didn't. I didn't know I had two kilos of coke in my suitcase as I'm attempting to fly out of Miami International." Well, we, and you're right, John. We don't know all the facts. I know yeah. part of the published reports were, "Well, he he legally owned these weapons. They were legally registered to him. You know, he had a license to carry, but that license does not extend to to packing loaded guns into your your luggage and trying to get it onto an airplane." Um, there's no indication, at least in the public reports, to your point, that anyone said, oh, I packed this guy's bags for him. And if somebody did that, what kind of an idiot would pack the bags for the guy and throw a couple of guns in there? Just for, You know, there's, oh, there's extra room in the suitcase. Let me throw in a couple of handguns. I mean, none of it makes sense. So we don't know all the facts. We don't know if there's anyone who came forward. Um, but for him... To potentially have said, gee, I didn't know that those things were in there um, seems to stretch credibility that anyone would believe that he, if he packed it, that he wouldn't know that they were there and know that it was improper for him to have them there. How could he not know? So we don't know all the facts. I presume it will leak out eventually as to 
you know, what precipitated this amazing deal that he got. He's a very lucky man. Yeah. Sometimes, um, you know, players have like a small entourage around them of individuals that, you know, maybe it's someone willing to kind of take the hit on it or take the, although I don't think it would be a charge. If I, if I, you know, grew up with him, I hang out with him. And then I step forward and say, oh, I was the one I made the mistake. I, I packed those. I, I didn't know he was getting on a plane. I thought, whatever, he was going to the vineyard. Um, there'd be no charge against that individual. Right? That's it correct. Just, okay. So you just need to find someone, could be a girlfriend, whoever, who would you know be willing maybe to put a sworn statement saying, listen, he was running late at Gillette. I packed his bag. It's on me, but there's no charge with that. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. AJ, drywall, plaster, home improvement. Call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook, 401-323-9252. 323-9252. AJ, drywall, plasters, home improvement. Frame to finish basements. What a difference it'll make in your basement. Acoustic ceilings. Look how beautiful your ceiling could be. New homes, additions. Also, commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling, contact them today. It's a family-run business. AJ Drywall, Plaster Home Improvements. Call for a free quote. What a difference they'll make in your home, your ceilings, floors, basements. 401-323-9252. What a difference. Beautiful walls and ceilings. 401 401- Three two three ninety two fifty two. You can also find them on Facebook. It's AJ Drywall Plaster and Home Improvements for your home or business. We're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, we've been uh, following this case out of Canton, the uh, Karen Reed case. This is the woman charged. It was a snowstorm. She was clearly intoxicated. Um, she they uh, and and is accused of basically hitting her boyfriend, John O'Keefe, leaving him there. The defense have come up with this alternative theory that, no, he was lured into the house by a, another Boston police officer. And there was also an ATF officer in there. They killed him in the house. They threw him on the front lawn. And then a Massachusetts trooper is now covering up the murder. But um, interesting, she did an interview on the Today Show with Dateline. That has not fully come out yet. But in that, she said that she saw him pop his head in the house. When she first spoke to police the next day, in the police report, she said she didn't see him go in the house. She also recently did an interview with Nightline. ABC uh, still has that show. And she said she was looking at his her phone as he was walking towards the house. So apparently, the prosecutors are now uh, subpoenaing. They want all the footage because many times, you know, they're running it and then they edit it down. And you can see them talking or the full answer on something. Um, So apparently it came out that they filed a motion that they would like to get all of the footage. Because obviously, you know, the the dateline that was edited, nightline that was edited. Where where, where did something like that, Tim Dodd, do you think come down that, that the prosecutors now would like to get all the footage of these network interviews that she's been doing? Well, apparently they've they've made their request in the wrong forum. Um, okay. That's the first thing. So they would have to go to the appropriate jurisdiction to try to get this material. Now, I'm not sure if there's any um, immunity as a news organization they would have against producing things that... Um, were not part of what they chose to air or to publish. Um, much like if there's a new story that's printed that's got provocative information, question, could the authorities come to the reporter or the journalist and say, we want to see all your notes from sure. what you put on the air? I right. don't think that could be obtained. Uh, that's a First Amendment uh, right. So I think there would be a fight, and I'm not sure how it would shake out I'm sure that the um, news organizations might claim that they've got a First Amendment right to disclose what they choose to put on the air, but not to necessarily have to cough up everything that they acquired. Um, I'm not sure the prosecution would be entitled to that. 
And I, I think there would be a significant fight over um, releasing those bits that weren't aired. I don't know what a judge would do with that. It's a, it's a very unusual situation. Yeah. Tim Dodd, I think it also highlights the danger of a defendant doing these interviews because just by my account and from what I've seen, she's, she's given three different answers to the same question. That, that's right. And that's amongst the other many, many dangers of doing what she's doing. I understand her defense team is trying to like pr- uh, try this case in the media, if you will, and to influence a potential jury pool. But the danger is exactly what's happening. She's given three different stories. Um, wouldn't she be better to have said nothing? Yeah. Sit there and wait to see what the prosecution puts on. Not that she would do anything but tell the truth, but she wouldn't be out there potentially spinning stories which are mutually um, inconsistent. Very dangerous thing for any defendant to be doing. You know, if if I was part of her team, I would be advising her to not speak, just like I would be advising Donald Trump. Yeah. To not speak about these things. You can't help yourself. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Dodd, Rhode Island uh, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse. This, this is interesting. He's certainly making a lot of waves with some of his motions. If you could touch on the latest with Senator Whitehouse. Well, Sheldon Whitehouse is the leading Senate um, senator, I should say, um, who's been after the conservative um, justices on the United States Supreme Court. Um He's leading the charge against some of the alleged improprieties and ethical violations with involving Clarence Thomas, who's been the beneficiary of the largesse of some you know, significant Republican political contributors. Um, is what is occurring there appropriate or inappropriate? Um, I'm not certain. Certainly the Supreme Court doesn't seem to have, Chief Justice Roberts doesn't seem to have a particular issue with what um, Clarence Thomas has been doing. Now Sheldon's going after Justice uh, Sam Alito. Um, The justices aren't supposed to speak publicly about how they might rule on cases, which is an interesting proposition because all of the Supreme Court justices, the liberals and the conservatives, they make a lot of money separate and apart from their judicial salary giving speeches. They get honoraria. They go around to various colleges, other organizations, um, giving speeches. And they get paid. So I can't imagine that in all of these speeches that these various justices are giving that they're not giving their opinion on some of the legal issues of the day. Um, Maybe not, but it would seem to me, why else would you want any of these people to show up and talk to your audience? What Alito did, which seems to potentially have stepped over the line, is he had, and I believe it was an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, where he provided an opinion that the United States Constitution does not allow Congress to regulate the court. Now, the problem with him saying that is that this whole issue of congressional regulation um, of the uh, Supreme Court is likely to wind up in front of the Supreme Court. This guy now, Judge Alito, has already provided his opinion on a case that might come before him. So that's a problem. Now, Sheldon has couched this as an ethics complaint. Typically, ethics complaints that generate that start, I should say, in the House or Senate, um, typically go there to die. It would seem to me that this particular ethics complaint will be fast tracked because um, certainly the majority uh, uh, of Democrat senators can't be pleased with the current composition of the Supreme Court. And I'm sure if they could knock out um, Clarence Thomas or knock out Sam Alito for some legal or ethical violations, they would be thrilled to do so, so they could get replaced. Um, It seems to me that Justice Alito should have been a little bit more um, 
circumspect in what he chose to say in a in a print publication because he is potentially opening himself up. But John, that's going to be an issue that's got to get decided. Can the court regulate and institute ethical rules that the U.S. Supreme Court justices must abide by? You get into a whole separation of powers issue, and can the one branch impose rules upon the other? Um, it's going to be tricky because who's going to make that determination? The Supreme Court? They're going to make a ruling on what Congress can do to them. Uh, can they rule on something that's going to affect the, them, themselves directly? Uh, it seems to me we're on a constitutional collision course. Finally, Tim Dunn, um, the Proud Boys, a number of the people January 6th have been getting some, uh, some pretty tough prison sentences. But, wow, the leader of the Proud Boys, Enrique, he wasn't even there. And, and just uh, if you could walk through, he caught 22 years. Well, this guy, Enrique Tarrio, was, yeah. the, I guess, the purported leader of yeah. national leader of the Proud Boys. He had been in D.C. in the days before yeah. um, this incident. I think he was involved in the protest. Remember, was, there was the fire in the church and Trump was out there holding a Bible and it caused a big firestorm of opposition to what he was doing. But apparently the Proud Boys were all milling around that situation. Uh, Tario was there. I, I, I think he got arrested or he had some sort of restraining order. So he was yeah. not in D.C. on January 6th. Right. But apparently he was more or less the command and control center. He was in communication with the Proud Boys that were there on the ground or in the Capitol um, coordinating uh, what the Proud Boys were doing, how they were doing it. And he was basically, you know, coordinating um, Proud Boy activities during the January 6 events. So he gets charged with uh, seditious conspiracy, goes to trial, gets convicted, um, and now it's time for sentencing. And the judge really whacked him with a very stiff 22-year sentence, in, in part because he said that this guy Tario expressed no remorse, showed no remorse for the actions that he took. Now, his position, Tario, was, listen, I thought that my candidate had been um, robbed of a win in the election. And every night when I watched um, the TV news, um, my feeling that the election was stolen was reinforced by news reports, which were, they were banging away at every night that this was a stolen election. And I believed the reports that I was um, consuming by watching national news shows. Um, turns out that those reports were all wrong, but those reports influenced his activities on January 6th. That might be his position. And his lawyer said, you know, he was basically a misguided patriot. That's what they tried to characterize him as. But the judge completely rejected that, um, as I think the judge should have rejected those um, characterizations and um, hit him with the 22 years, which is, I believe, the most significant sentence to date for any of the January 6 um, defendants. It is. So. He, he's, I think he's about what thirty-seven. This guy, so he's going to come out of jail when he's in his fifties. And this being a federal sentence, it's you don't get a lot of time off of a federal sentence. You typically wind up doing about eighty-five percent of the time. Folks, he is our legal analyst attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim, great job as always, and we'll talk to you again. Thanks, John. Take care. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Delicious food and drink. They have a great bar area, always a dependable menu. Whether you're going to eat there or take out, a delicious meal is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Look for them online. You can also find them on Facebook. Whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, always a good time at the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, there's a big event coming up 
And one of the individuals that's going to be involved in it has a very interesting story, PhD student at Brown University, and we want to welcome to the program, it's Peyton De La Cruz. Peyton, it is uh, John DePietro. Thank you for joining us to talk about what sounds like a tremendous event coming up. Thank you so much for having me, John. What can you tell us about this swim that people can participate in, draws awareness, the weather uh, next week, and especially for the swim sounds terrific. Talk to us about this uh, great event coming up. Of course, yeah. So Swim Across America, Rhode Island, every year hosts an open water swim at Roger Wheeler State Beach in Narragansett, Rhode Island. And this year it's going to be on September 9th. And what I love about it is it's actually the largest uh, open water swim in New England. So there are about 800 swimmers and volunteers who all show up. And it is a very high energy, inspirational event. And um, there are three different types of distances that we offer for swims. So there's a quarter mile, a half mile, and a one mile swim. And basically, lots of college teams um, and also youth teams and masters swimmers, as well as cancer survivors and Olympians, we all get together on this day for a community event and unite in our shared goal to raise money to fight cancer right here in Rhode Island. Now, you've been um, involved in this. So I think it's interesting, Peyton, that not only is this, you know, you're taking part in the work, but this, this also does benefit, I believe, specifically women and infants. Yes, yes, it does. Women and infants, um, specifically the program in women's oncology, um, is the beneficiary for of this swim. And I work in one of the labs that um, is funded by the swim. Now, folks, again, it's taking place September 9th, 9.30, and there's a quarter-mile swim, half-mile, one-mile swim. I think it's also tremendous. Someone I've interviewed, uh, obviously a lot of people would know, and that is the tremendous Olympian Elizabeth Beidel is also going to be taking place in this. Beisel. Yes, that's right. That's right. Elizabeth has been such a huge supporter of Swim Across America over the past several years and um you know she brings such um a, an incredible energy and her incredible story to this event and you know it's it's so great to um for to see her getting to know everybody around the beach and everything folks again it's saturday september 9th 14th annual swim across america rhode island open water swim now this again rhode island cancer research and it, would you mind, folks, with us right now is Peyton De La Cruz. Could you talk a little bit about some of the work that that you do and uh, exactly just, you know, what what type of developments are taking place in the field? Yes, of course. So for me personally, as part of my PhD research, um, I study immunotherapies for a specific type of breast cancer that is very difficult to treat and aggressive. Um, and so immunotherapies have been huge for cancer research and, you know, clinical patient um, outcomes in the past few years. And so it's really exciting to be involved in pushing the field forward in that. And um, a lot of the other research that's being done in our labs is focused on ovarian cancer and really trying to find um, biomarkers for uh, early detection and also trying to figure out sort of the what is going on between the immune system and ovarian cancer tumors. Um, and then on the other side of our lab is uh, we, we specifically focus on looking at some fertility options for cancer patients and trying to minimize some of those reproductive side effects for people with cancer, um, specifically women with cancer that want to preserve their fertility and hormonal function following cancer treatment. And so this stuff is really important for a lot of reasons, namely that um, we really try to make it as relatable as possible to our clinical side of things, because we are housed under Women and Infants Hospital in the program in women's oncology. We work really closely with clinicians such as uh, Dr. Paul D. Silvestro and um, a lot of the other team, and we really try to make it um, a close collaboration and make it as you know beneficial to patients as possible 
How can people, uh, what's the best way for people to sign up and learn more about this great event coming up? So if you want to learn more or donate or register, the website is swimacrossamerica.org slash Rhode Island. And there you can find out a lot more information about Swim Across America in general, the larger organization, as well as specifically more details about the Rhode Island swim. And there's also um, plenty of links there to donate to either individuals or to the event itself. And we, as of this morning, are at about $168,000 raised. Um, and we're just over a week out from our event, and that is about 61% of our $275,000 fundraising goal. And so we would really, really appreciate it if um, people would support us in that or really just trying to um, you know, learn more if you're not in a position to do that. Again, she is Brown University Providence resident Peyton De La Cruz. Uh, Peyton, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us, and congratulations. Good luck on the event next Saturday. Thank you so much, John. Thanks for having me. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Stop in and see Marie, that historic white church. Shop local, inside, all quality products, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies. They understand quality, integrity. It's My Health. It's all about your health, local products, ICE. Honey, maple syrup, beef, fresh gum. You know, they carry over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products, and much more natural skincare products. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's all about health for you, for your family. There's vitamins for children, all different types of teas, all different types of spices. Boy, what a difference it'll make. Shop local. Stop it and see the queen of health. It's Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Right in that historic white church. It's all about health. It's all about your health. And it's my health. Make sure to find the John DePietro Show Facebook page. And you can watch all the action on the scene live stream follow it all real time live stream just follow john dipetro show right there on the facebook page falcon pest services when you have a pest problem give them a call serving rhode island and southeastern mass 401-739-1322 falcon pest services residential or commercial whether it is for maybe you have some kind of a termite problem bed bugs ants roaches listen a mice problem mice can be problematic rats mosquitoes many other pests falcon pest services serving rhode island and massachusetts all different types of programs multifamily housing condos apartments single family homes restaurants office buildings highly trained experienced pest control technicians maybe it's once a year maybe it's a one-time treatment monthly service quarterly or year-round protection you can depend falcon pest services call them today for a free quote 401-739-1322 get your yard sprayed get rid of those mosquitoes falcon pest services call today 401-739-1322 falcon pest services you can also find them on facebook check out topetro.com we have merchandise, all the shows, video, exclusive stories waiting for you right there at thepetro.com.